Yes, folks, welcome along to this week's Tune the Court, sponsored by the Magnificent Seven. We just threw this off. What a week. What a week. Seven wins in a row. Goal difference of plus seven. And the red choice led in seven. It just does not get better for an Evertonian. Okay, today we are going to look back on that seventh win in a row um, against Brighton. And later on, we'll be joined by uh, the great Kevin Sheedy to discuss the season so far and touch on Ireland as well. Uh, then I'm joined by two boys, Richie and Colly. Afternoon, gents. Good afternoon, Joe. How are you? How are you, I'm Joe? Absolutely fine. I'm fine, lads. Uh, yeah, what a week in Aratonia, Joe. It absolutely is, really. And absolutely. Again, yeah. And. With the women and the, the kids won again, a couple of big wins yeah. there as well. So just fabulous, fabulous, fabulous. Um, right, we get into the match, Rich, the Brighton. Um, I must say, it was actually it was a horrible, horrible day. It just lashed, looked like for the whole game, but um, just hit the ground running again. Just from the very start, we just bossed that game. Yeah. Uh, I suppose first of all, the, you know, when the team came out, obviously there was a few changes due to injuries and stuff. And yeah, I suppose we all had a few, oh no, you know, here we go, what are we looking at and what's going to happen with, I suppose, Tom Davis and Gilsey being the two in question. But, you know, as you said, hit the ground running, um, two shots on target within the first two minutes and really just kind of set out the marker. And it was, uh, yeah, I mean, totally bossed it kind of early doors. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it, you know, really got off to a flyer with it. I was kind of a bit worried about Brighton, Cully, because uh, I, I seen the stat before the match. They hadn't lost away since since January, but uh, they didn't put up much of a fight. Did it? well, I said they didn't put up much of a fight. They, they kicked lumps off Hamez and Richardson. They seemed to target Richardson actually from the very very start. Yeah, I think they did the best away record, or certainly in the top three in the Premiership, Joe, uh, since January of this year. Um, mm. And going into the game on the last pod. I I I knew we'd win, but I didn't think it'd be as comfortable as it was. Um, I'd almost say we'd complete control of that game, Joe, at the weekend, even oh. with the injuries involved, and, and obviously then the two lads going off uh, during the game. But uh, I thought we played really well, Joe. I have to say, uh, you know, there's no but, but positives from that game, bar one, obviously, and we'll go on to speak about that in a while. But you know, the whole team itself. It was. It was a, it, the weather looked treacherous. I have to say, and and that could have you know caused a lot of issues. But I thought we were just again up and at him and, and mentality again. And I think I said this in the last part, Joe. This it's only like three or four months since that team, and there's only three players new in that team, you know. And one of them was missing on, on, against Brighton. I just think whatever he has said or, or his man management skills is just top notching. I just thought we were excellent. I really did. I thought we were in complete control of that game at the weekend, bar the little slip up that we'll speak about in a little while. Yeah, yeah. It's just from the start, I mean, Dom, it's just, I don't know what he's on, what he's doing, what, what he's been. I, I think you, you mentioned before, it could be a little bit of an influence with Duncan Ferguson, Collie, but Rich, that, that first goal, it just took the pressure off. Great ball in by, Sil, by Guilty Sigerson, actually, by the way. But, uh, early goal just takes the pressure off doesn't it it does to, to be honest I thought it was a great move from I suppose it was a training ground a short corner and Gilfie turned into his left and just kind of lofted mm. up the back post and it was beautifully executed but the height he was off the ground you know 
you know, seriously. But um, yeah, again, the early goal, it just sets us up, takes a little bit of the weight off and allows him to play a bit more. Um, and they really dominated, as we said, Barda, I suppose it was a couple of minutes after, after the error where they grew in confidence and possibly towards the end where we set back a small bit, but the game was won at that stage. But other than that, from, from, it's obviously not from start to finish when you're taking other parts, but, but yeah, we were totally in control and really, really good. I suppose you see players stepping in as well. That, um, you know, we talk about squad depth and stuff like that. I thought Sigerson was really good. I thought Davis was, was good. I thought Awobi, when he came on, was really good as well. So, I mean, it all bodes really, really well. You know, it's really hard to find fault with anything in it. Yeah, I think that's the difference as well, Colin. These, these players coming in, uh, where before they, they, they weren't, the, the quality was dipping slightly. But they, uh, listen, I, I personally thought Davis was a bit sluggish when, when at the start, first 20, 25 minutes, he, he, he grew into the game. But I, I still think he's a tendency to go backwards, but that's me just being ultra, ultra picky. But these players are just like him and Gilfie. The, the standard didn't drop. No, Joe, like, look, let's call a spade a spade. Davis, Gilfie, Delph, they're all going to be regarded as squad players now. And we mm-hmm. need to have squad, we need to have strength and depth. And in fairness to Davis, I'm going to disagree with you, Joe, slightly in relation to Tom. I thought Tom had a really good game at the weekend. From the point of view, he was a solid six or seven yeah, um, but I, in the I, game. I just think it, it took him a while to get into the game. Possibly, yeah, but yeah. Uh, when he when he dropped back into the right full, I thought he'd done really well. Gilfie, mm. um, mm. I don't know what's happened to Gilfie this season, but he looks more of the player that uh, in the Swansea days than he has ever done. Yeah. And again, I said this in the last pod, I'm certainly not Delft's biggest uh, admirer, but if if that if he can stay fit, he's going to be a great squad uh, player for us. You know, should Alan or Decore or any of the other midfield uh, players get injured. I thought when Delft came on, he, he controlled the game really well, I have to say. But again, these are squad players and it's imperative from from our point of view that we have this strength and depth now um, going forward that we're not worried if Alain gets injured or we're not worried if, if a certain player gets injured. You know the kind of way. So it's good to see that the club are back in Angelotti and Brands from the, uh, to that point of view. Yeah, 100%. I think another player who's, I think he was, for me, Hamez, I thought was man of the match. We'll get into him in a minute. But another player who's probably his best game in Everton, short Richie, Yuri Mina. Yeah, fantastic. Um, Goal aside, you know, the goal is kind of what you want to be seeing a little bit more of, I suppose, from both centre-halves. But he threw himself in front of everything. You see him towards the end celebrating tackles. Um, he managed to kind of scoop one out with his head from under the bar and kind of save Pickford there as well. Threw himself a one really late on. He was absolutely brilliant, you know, and seems to be growing. Um, as you said, I suppose, even if you take the West Brom game, he was. I thought he was really good against Spurs as well. So that game aside, he's been really solid this season. And I suppose not that long ago we were kind of talking about Mason Holgate and one other beside it. Now it's kind of, I find it hard to yeah. say, we've got to get back into the side, you know? Yeah. yeah. Which is a testament to how well the other two have performed, to be fair, you know? 100%, Collie. I mean, he's just, he's just getting better by the game, isn't he? Yeah, and, you know, with obviously the young lad Godfrey coming in as well, and he's a centre half. I wonder, you know, me in his head, is he saying, well, is another guy coming in to, to challenge me from my position. So I've, I've got to put myself up there. And in fairness, as Richie said, it was, for me, it was between him and Dakari for man the match. Uh, I just gave a slightly to Dakari, but there wasn't, certainly wasn't much in it in, in my mind. 
So second place behind Hamez. (laughs) 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 Okay. Yeah. uh, That's all I love. That's all I love. It's all opinions. Sorry, which one? I was good just on on Mina as well. I thought he looked way more focused than normal. Whatever it was, just really, really up for it. You know, as you see him, obviously he's a kind of a a joker and a bit of a personality, but he seems so, so clued in and on every, you know, every time that he kind of was on it, that he was, he was leading kind of everybody around him and stuff. And, yeah, really, really yeah. impressive. But just on that, I absolutely, apart from the four goals, moment of the match when, when he scored and and off into the corner and the boys joined him for the Macarena and they're dancing away and Seamus comes over. That's, yeah, yeah. I'd say he was running to celebrate and didn't realise what they were up to. And then, I don't think so. I don't think Seamus, he'd, 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 he'd spoil He'd be doing a dad dance. He'd spoil it all. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Okay, listen, I have to... You just have to get into it. Like, we're cruising the game, 1-0, no trouble. And then, again, probably Jordan Pickford, just, this is becoming a weekly thing. Um, I just don't know what it is with the man. Like, he has nothing to do. He should be concentrating, really. And then he just drops a clanger and lets them back into the game. Like you said, Rich, gives them confidence, but Cody, what is going on with Pickford? You said it there. Um, he'd nothing to do, so you would think then possibly is a lack of concentration on, on Pickford's oh. behalf, Joe. Uh, but very interesting this week. Uh, Big Nev, obviously one of the best goalkeepers that ever played, has come mm. out and defended him. Um, look, I think I've said this before, Joe. Goalkeepers make mistakes and, and results in goals. You know, centre half or a midfield or a forward makes mistakes, and, and there's no consequences such. You know. But uh, it is happening too often now, and it was interesting to see um, that we we did get another keeper in on loan, the, the Swedish uh, number one, Olsen. Um, I think he will push uh, Jordan certainly more than Lossel will. Um, I can actually see Lossel going out, Joe on loan somewhere. But um, I wonder will the extra competition uh, help Jordan uh, long term or certainly going forward this season? I would hope so. Uh, Garrett's okay has always maintained that he's never let him down so he'll always continue to pick him as number one so I just hope I really do hope because there's a really good keeper in there Joe it's just if he can get the concentration levels up and where they should be um, because at the moment we're not doing too bad and that he can make a mistake but we're scoring enough goals to to, uh, to counteract their mistakes but it's when we play the big sides, Joe, and, 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 you know, it's a very tight game. This is where you need your keeper to stand up and win you them points, you know. Mm-hmm. So, fingers crossed, Jordan can just get the concentration uh, level sorted and come back to the player that we all know and we all want him to be. I don't, it's just a repetitiveness of it. It's just, I don't know, Rich, would, would, it, would it take him being dropped for a couple of games to, to give him that kick in the arse he needs? Not sure. Seems like like it's a mentality, like a mentality thing. Because as as Kali said, you know that he didn't have anything to do throughout the game. Whether not having fans there is a, is an issue for that. That it's not kind of kind of keeping him as clued in as he needs to be. Um, I don't know, but that, I mean the the one on Saturday under is no pressure whatsoever. It's 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 the, it's it's inexcusable. You know there wasn't even a. A striker in front of him. It was it was a simple catch, you know. And if you just, just punch the ball, just punch it, push it over the bar, whatever it was. Yeah. You know, if you're feeling, but to me, he looked. I don't know. He'd one leg up in the air. It was a simple catch, you know. Mm. So I, I don't know what to say. 
and you can make all the excuses about bad conditions and uh, having nothing to do and losing concentration, but it's, 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 it's not enough. You know, I, I find yeah. it very, very hard to defend because it, it will end up costing us. It's okay now, but it will end up costing us as we, as we go on. Um, I don't know um, probably enough about um, Olsen that's after coming in. I don't see him yeah. starting in a derby, but it, it really looks like it's kind of last chance saloon or kind of kind of for Pickford, you know. I'm sure he's going to get a bit of a wake-up call to say, yeah, he's backing me in public, you know, as, he, and, as you'd expect a manager to do. But I... I I, th- I think already, I think he's carried his mark for the summer and I, 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 it's going to take something drastic to turn it around for him now. It's even, even those mistakes aside, I thought there was a lot of other errors that we got away with. He parried one yeah. in the second half straight into the danger zone. It's just, you know, not even a, not even a good punch. It was just like a, like a palm down in, into, the, yeah. into the penalty box. Another one that, that Mina bailed him out. And, you know, we really kind of, I won't say we got away because we were, we, we were a lot better, but he's going to end up costing us not just gold. That's the thing, like yeah, like Holly said, in these tight games, I, I think at one stage he took Mina out. He, <laughs> Mina went to go and clear the ball and he, he actually he kicked him in the chest or the face. I'm not sure, but uh, like in these tight games, like I said, Colly, like a one nil or a nil nil when 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 we're looking to 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 get it, get a foothold in the game, he can't keep doing this because it, it will cost us. I will cost us, Joe, and you know, there's no point having exceptional players uh, in front of him, and and then if you've no confidence in in, in the man in goal, you know, um, like Richie mentioned, the mistake he made in the second half, the fair play to Tom Day was he was managed to get across and, and stop mm. that goal because he punched the right to um, their forward, their centre forward, and Day was managed to get a foot across and block block the shot, but you know, look. Jordan, he he's he's played every game since he came into the club. So maybe your point problem, about though, yeah yeah that's what I'm, that's what I'm about to say, Joe. I think your yeah. point about possibly being dropped for a couple of games might might shake him up. This guy Olsen is six foot five. Um, Jordan Pickford six foot. As we go, I always wanted the keeper that six foot three plus. So mm. maybe you never know. Like Richie said, could you see him starting in the derby? It depends. I, I wouldn't rule it out. You know, will, will he will he start Jordan? I suppose to see how he plays over the international break um, yeah. and go from there. But I certainly wouldn't rule out Olsen starting in the derby. Just these mistakes. I just think it the uh, it the confidence in your centre halves or your your, your whole defence. You know, especially when we're playing yeah. so much ball as well. I mean, they're sitting deeper and they're. You know they're they're probably less likely to pass it back. You see, with, with other teams who made mistakes kind of over the weekend as well. You know that you know if you don't have the confidence in the keeper behind you, it it just changes everything. The mentality yeah, it changes your game pattern. Yeah, 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 yeah. Your mentality changes. You become a little bit more erratic about things, and it's not something you know the with the style of football that we're playing as well. It's not something that we can that we can afford. You know, and mm. it, it's it's just too too regular. Yeah, it is. All right, get off that negative bus. bus. It's, not, it's not negative, but it has to be said. It just, I mean, it's 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 yeah, a it's common team that, yeah, it's a common team that just needs to be eradicated. Uh, well, you seen yeah, it? You seen it with the Villa game, Joe? I know you don't want to talk about them, but like they have no confidence whatsoever in Adrian in, in, in their goal. You know, and you could see mm. that from the players. So anyway, we won't talk about them. It's an everlong pod, but yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's all about confidence, and and the sooner Jordan gets his own confidence back, the better it'll be for everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We took the lead, and it came out second half. I think we just 
literally ran the whole show second half and Mr. Superstar himself, James, literally this chap every week. Like this heads were not really surprised by it, but it, it's it's just a joy to watch this man. And and we said before, like he doesn't run around like a lunatic, he's not speeding in Zalas, he's he just he just turns up in places. Like he's on the right, puts the balls in, and then next minute he's on the left. And but you don't see him going there. He's just he's like Zebedee, he just pops up. It's it's just class. Yeah, he plays the game at his own pace, and he just totally controls it. Uh, as you said, popping up and the, ball, and the balls that he can give. There was one in the second half, and he appeared on the left and kind of took it on his chest and half volley across the field. Like amazing. But I suppose yeah, it's every week that there's a couple of things that we can pick out and say. Unbelievable, you know, and he nearly have to get his own kind of slot in the show about yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> top three things of the day. But yeah, I mean, the, for me, the say the third goal, he's first. Um, yeah, just a brilliant. Did the interception as well? It was such a deft little flick for him. He was almost a classic mm. interception, like, and then to kind of peel away at the back, you know, just everything he does is just top class, you know. And as well, I suppose you're worried about when they started and as you said they targeted him they kicked him a little bit early on yeah. but the fact that he adapted his game and he you know he didn't leave it get to him and he just ends up kind of saying right I'm going to assist and I'm going to get two as well you know that's the, that's the only way to prove it because I suppose you wonder the last couple of games teams have I suppose haven't been sure how to play him and when they've stood off he's dominated and he's created so much and then they went the opposite way and they tried to kick him and then he just still does the same thing. So, I mean, it's, it's brilliant. <laughs> you know, yeah, exactly. yeah. there's no way to play him. You know, it, 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 it's just so, so good for us because he's capable of anything. Brilliant. Yeah. I think there's one point in the game where he, he, he came in from the left, ran across the box collie and I said, shoot, shoot, hit it with your right foot and he didn't. And I said, this chap hasn't even got a right foot. And then of course he scores with his right foot. So, <laughs> what the hell do I know? But he's just—it's just. I know we keep repeating ourselves. It's just a different level of player that we've had in a long, long time. Oh, absolutely. Um, we've scored twelve goals this season so far, Joe, and Hamez has been involved in eight of them, either scored, yeah. scored or assist. Um, and I thought his second goal, Joe, that was actually a, a good goal from the point of view. It wasn't an easy chance. It may have looked easy on the telly, but the way the ball came across, I actually think he took it with the studs underneath his yeah. boot to, to keep it down. You know, I've seen them being blazed over. With, uh, wherever, with his wrong foot player. again. Yeah, with his wrong yeah, foot. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But uh, I have to put a special mention into Iwobi for the, his first goal, Joe. Uh, yep. I thought Iwobi, did, Iwobi. Okay. I thought Iwobi <laughs> doing very well. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. No, listen, Ferris. No, he did. No, no. Yeah, listen. he did, yeah. Everybody knows my thoughts I, I, on him. I thought for the second one as well, he gave the, the kind of pre The ball to, to Corey. To the Corey, yeah. which was pinpoint. Yeah. You know, it was really yeah. perfectly weighted as well. It's, it's, it's missed a lot of time. But yeah, you know, to be fair to Roby, he was really good on Saturday. And yeah. uh, well, he, I think it was a carry-on from because he played well in, in the cup game. Yeah, and look, if oh, you can just uh, be honest, all you just want... Just confidence. It's just, like, not, same, like you said earlier, same with Sigerson, Davis... Delph, all these lads, just confidence. And I said it before, just doing what, what they can do. Like, we know what they can do. So, just, oh, anyway, stop, Joe, stop. Yeah, but it will be did well. And it was a great ball in for, for Hamas. 
Yeah, it's good to see the, the bench being so strong now, Joe. I know mm-hmm. the first 11 is, is strong, but then you look across at the bench and you do have decent players on the bench that could come onto the pitch and, uh, and make it and make a difference, you know, and, and uh, it's good to see that. Um, and long may it continue, Joe, you know, long may it continue. I think as well, like it's the hunger of these lads. They want to get on, Richie, and, and show what they can do. Yeah, I mean, I suppose when we're winning games, people want to be involved, you know, there's no... There's no place better than being on the field when you're winning, as opposed to last season when we were getting when we were getting beaten and we weren't performing well. Everybody or nobody looked like they wanted to be there, and it's 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 a complete turnaround. And if you're at the club, you know you want to be involved in that because you can see that there's progress, you can see we're going places, and that there's hopefully success at the end of it. I mean, they're that's that's their profession. That's what they want to do. So, um, yeah, I mean, it looks like there's depth, and for me, the thing is the morale. When you see the likes of the celebration the Macarena, whatever it was they were at, you know, <laughs> when you have a team that's doing that and even having new guys involved in it, the camp just looks so together. Yeah. And that's, that, that, that's a brilliant thing. Like it's just having that togetherness among everybody. And you say, yeah, we're two one up against Brighton. You know, is it something to be getting kind of excited about? But yeah, it is because you can show your emotion, you can show you're together and it just, it just brings it on another level. I think. Yeah. Just stay in that crest of a wave. I, I was kind of dreading, the international break, but I'm kind of a little bit glad of it now, Colin, because a couple of injuries, uh, Rico and Seamus as well. You no, know, Seamus has pulled out the internationals. Um, so maybe that couple of weeks will give these players and Alan and Gomez as well just that little bit of rest, time to come back. Yeah, absolutely. Now, uh, Richardson's gone away with the Brazilian side, Joe, so uh, I would suggest then that uh, from an injury point of view, he's fine. Um, Seamus has withdrawn as you said from the Irish camp we also have a Holgate coming back uh, I believe last week he was back working in the in the pool Joe so okay. he, he wouldn't be too far off we would suggest and then Brandway as well is to come back so we do have players uh, on the way back uh, Philippe uh, Gabamon they're looking at November now for him to return to uh, mm. some, some degree of training so yeah you know every, no one's really talking about Gabamon obviously he's had this serious injury but you know, he's another, almost a new player for us, Joe, when he does like come back. Signing, and, yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, 100%, 100%. Yeah, like I said, and then what a match to come back to, Rich. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you're, when you're winning, that's what you want. You want to be playing the teams that you're yeah. hopefully going to be competing with. And I'd say, could we have done without the break, you know, when when we're going so well and after winning seven on the bounce, you say you want to play them straight away, especially given yeah. that they're turning around. But I suppose given their result as well, they're going to be keen to get it back out as well. So, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's mouth-watering, you know, and no matter what is kind of on stake, it's always a massive one, you know, and now yeah. just, you know, just to, to keep us top to beat them, I, I yeah, Dreamland. Obviously, lads. So the the only issue going forward for us at the moment is we have so many players away in internationals, and I think Colombia play on the Wednesday night before the derby, and the derby's been moved to half twelve. And mm. if any of the players was to test positive for COVID, they're automatically ruled out of the derby. They'll have Mane back and Thiago um, back for them. So, and they haven't travelled with, with their international uh, countries given uh, their positive tests for COVID. So, there's a couple of permutations in there. So, let's just hope that all the Blues uh, come back injury free uh, from their international duty and rare and ready to go for Saturday week. Yeah, exactly. 100%. Flying high, going into Derby. 
Bring it on. We've been, we've been here before. We've been here before. But yeah, absolutely bring it on. I, I wish you were playing him tomorrow. It's just the confidence is sky high around the whole club. Uh, a couple of uh, signings as well come in this week, Collie. Uh, no, Godfrey. I, I didn't really know much about the chap, but... Right yeah, he's, he signed from Norwich. Uh, he's the under-21 English uh, captain. Uh, centre-back. Now, the last centre-back that we got in from Norwich done all right for us and went on and, yeah. and, and was our captain with me, you know. So, um, but yeah, a lot of potential. Uh, he's so amount of uh, recovery uh, pace, Joe. Um, now, with Seamus being now, he has played... Only two games are right back when he was on loan at Shrewsbury. So you would hope that Seamus does make the derby. That there's no issues because obviously with uh, John Joe Kenny out, would there, would there be a temptation to put him in there against Mane? Possibly given his speed. But um, he, he, he is a good player, Joe. And, have, and I think he, he, he'll, he'll do well for us. I really do. And he's not coming here to sit on the bench either. Uh, yeah. Some of the comments he's made about his uh, uh, joining the club are very positive and he doesn't want to be sitting on the bench for too much, that's for sure, or too much, no. uh, too long, you know. Yeah, exactly. And then you mentioned the keeper, Rich. I, I'm just hoping that he puts. Listen, I don't want to see Pickford being dropped, but uh, need be. This lad can come in and just slot in there. Yeah, I suppose. Look, we we talked about getting competition in for him, and that's what they've done. You know, the fact that they've addressed it. There's not a whole pile more that they can do. It's last minute as well. I, I I'm not sure it was something that was planned, but given. I suppose his erratic start it needed to be addressed and I think it was um, because clearly the faith in Lossel wasn't there whether you know not even playing kind of cup games and stuff so um, again not someone I know a whole lot about but seemingly he didn't have the best of time at Roma but was pretty decent at Calgary kind of the season previous where he, when he was on loan again I suppose that can fall into management playing styles different things like that so yeah. again you're coming in with a clean slate it's a, it's a chance for him to prove himself he's an international keeper you know he's been around as well so hopefully that he can just give that, that competition and that it is someone kind of reliable to step in if Jordan keeps continuing to, to, to make those errors. Yeah, yeah. Um, a few, uh, well, a couple of goals out. I know uh, Theo Walcott went back to Southampton College. Um, I think, listen, I don't think he's going to get in anywhere near ahead of James and there might be a couple ahead of him anyway. So I think it's the best move for, for both. Yeah, um, and... He he tweeted after his move to Southampton and thanked the club and the, the players and staff involved. Yeah, he just he, he comes across as such a professional guy, yeah, Joe. Mm. You know the kind of way. Just wish him all the best in the Southampton career. But that's Theo finished with us now. His contract is up next summer, so we won't be having him back in the blue. And Sandro Ramirez went out as well. I'm led to believe the club cancelled his contract, so effectively he signed on a, a free contract. Um, I still think we'll have a few more going out before the 16th of October when EFL clubs can still trade with the Premiership clubs and I wouldn't surprise me if you get one more in given that uh, Moise Keane went to PSG um, as well there was a late bid by uh, Roma um, for Bernard but uh, I'm led to believe the club uh, told him that he was still part of Angelotti's squad so um, are we short up front? Possibly Joe possibly uh, but wait until after the 16th to assess then whether the club are happy enough with what they got and maybe it's a chance for Ellis Sims to, to make that step up. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Another uh, couple of good wins for the women and the underage teams as well, Colin, you know, you follow all that. Yeah, the, the ladies won 6-0, uh, Joe. 6-0, uh, yeah, yeah. 
went to the top of the uh, WSL League and they're actually playing uh, today, we're recording today, Joe, on Wednesday. They're actually playing today against City. Probably one of the, a tough game for the ladies today. So I wish them all the best of luck Actually, for today. Actually, rehearsal for the cup final. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, the 18s had a good win. Came back to win 4-3. Um, uh, and the 23s were slightly beaten. Uh, I think 2-1, Joe. But um, I think you'll find uh, a few of the 23s heading out as well alone. Unfortunately, Josh Bowler has been injured. Um, his, he, he's injured his hip. So he'll need an operation and he won't be back till January. I think Josh was hoping to get out on loan to a club uh, in this window, but that won't be happening now till obviously later in the winter window, possibly, you know. So uh, all the best to Josh on his recovery there. But yeah, um, I think you'll find um, Maddie Pennington and Callum Colney going out from the 23s. A few more there, I, I would think, may head out as well. I think that's the best option, isn't it? Just get out there, get some game time, lads, win it championship or League One team, just just to get some ball under the game. Because it's not we spoke about this before. There's no point keeping these lads in the twenty threes playing against other kids. They need to get out there and get real game, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and even I suppose some of the guys that Connie mentioned there, Pennington and Connolly, I mean they're they're long gone from twenty three as well and still kind of hanging around the club. So I mean for their own careers I think it's best that they that they try to get a club where they can play week in, week out. Um, and yeah, I suppose Bessic, Balassi, the guys that we've spoken about for a while that yeah, I mean I suppose they're professionals, they're gonna to want to play as well. So hopefully that they that they can get the get the moves. I know it's I suppose when it's a career it's 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 about making the right move as well. So, you know, you just hope that that, that they can find it for, for themselves as well, the right one because it's important. Cenk Towson as well is still around there so I just wonder what will happen to him maybe another interesting one where he stays or goes Cully I think uh, the plan uh, is for him to rehabilitate completely at Finch Farm um, and then head out uh, in January to show we've the European Championships obviously next summer at the moment it's still mm. going ahead so he's obviously has one eye on that Um but it wouldn't surprise me if, if we don't get in another forward that uh, Cheng could be on the bench for us in, in a few games, especially coming up uh, around the Christmas time when the legs start getting uh, leggy and, and stuff, you know. So uh, that wouldn't be beyond the rounds of possibility to have uh, Cheng back in the squad. Uh, but I can see him heading out in January, either alone or permanent. Just, just, just on that as well, it's only, I think, seven or eight weeks to, um, to, to the next window. And it's only one game a week, Bardet. Bar that week just before Christmas, so you know maybe we can ride it out till Christmas with, with what we have and kind of assess then as well. Yeah. I don't think we'll buy anything in January though, lads. Um, Brands isn't it? Isn't a lover. Well, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah and obviously yeah. how how the squad depth is going at that stage, but I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't be too confident of bringing in anyone. Maybe getting a few more out, but um, now again, who's to know what's going to happen in January? As you said, yeah, exactly. Okay, folks, uh, that's wrapping up the uh, Brighton game. Uh, after the break, we'll talk to uh, the legend, Mr. Kevin Sheedy, and get his thoughts on the season so far. Talk to you in a minute, folks. Thanks. This is Kevin Campbell, and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome back, folks. And we're delighted to be joined today by Everton and Ireland legend, Mr. Kevin Sheedy. Kevin, good afternoon. Afternoon, Joe. How are you doing, pal? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. Fed up of being locked indoors all the time, but apart from that, everything's good. Yeah, it's a strange, strange time. It's, I think it's an ongoing situation everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, we just talked 
Kev, about your thoughts on uh, Everton so far. First off, uh, I suppose the main thing to talk about was Carlo Ancelotti. What a difference he's made. Absolutely. I mean, obviously, his hands were tied a bit when he first came in. He just had to use the, the players that were available to him. But he had a good look at the players. Obviously, he knew where he needed to strengthen. And with his vast experience and knowledge and the players that he's brought in, it just shows the big difference. I mean, it's a massive uh, improvement from seasons gone by. And um, he's brought top quality players, you know, and he, this has been a really good transfer window. I think most Evertonians leading up to the transfer window were a little bit unsure. But then when those three players came in, Ramirez, um, Allen and uh, Decore, then, um, you know, the change is, is, is uh, you know, massive. I think just on that, him being there, it, it's a big draw for players, especially the likes of James Rodriguez. I don't think, well, not being smart, but I don't think if he wasn't there, James wouldn't have signed for Everton. Um, I'd probably agree with you there, Joe, because um, I know from my experience as a player, if you've got a, a manager that believes in you, has got 100% uh, trust in you, I had that with Howard Kendall, and I enable me to, to produce, you know, good games. Um, and it's the same with uh, James, you know, he, he knows Ancelotti, he's worked with him and, you know, he, he just needs a, an arm around his shoulder which he's getting and the performances he's put in up to now have been, you know, top class. Yeah. That's just want to jump in there? Yeah, I suppose just, I, for, for me, you know, when you look at kind of the end of last season that you just spoke about, I mean, do you, do you feel that Ancelotti was kind of keeping his powder dry with kind of playing a lot of the cards close to his chest in the anticipation of kind of building for this season? I think so, yeah. I think, um, you know, with his vast experience, uh, his vast range of contacts, um, and obviously behind the scenes, you know, he was trying to bring those players in probably before the end of last season. Um, and, he, you know, the acquisitions have been first class, as I say. And just the noticeable, the football that we're playing, um, we're not... Uh, losing possession as much as we maybe did in the past few seasons and, and those three players you know they, they don't give the ball away very often uh, they're in the right positions they've got fast experience and they've got quality to go with it so and I think it's also given the other players a massive lift uh, there's no coincidence that Calvin Lewin uh, he's on fire because uh, he knows he's going to get more chances in games now with the you know alongside Richarlison uh, Rodriguez um, so it's just, you know, it's just a pleasure to watch them at the moment. And, you know, it's the first time in a long time that, that Evertonians are really enjoying watching the game. It's only a shame, obviously, that Goodison Park isn't full uh, for the, the players to get the real atmosphere. Yeah, 100%. And I suppose just, I suppose, from your own inside and from someone who's been there, you know, you, you kind of look back again towards the end of last season, how, 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 how fragile confidence seemed to be. I mean, how... How easy or how how hard is it? I suppose to turn that mentality that seems to have happened within a couple of the, couple of games. Um, well, I think it's it's uh, again go back to the midfield um, with Decore and Allen. They just give that um, protection in front of the back four, which we haven't had for seasons. So consequently, we're under more pressure. The defenders are under more pressure, uh, and we were shipping goals in, you know, for fun. So you know, with those two particularly helping shield the back four, uh, the opposition. Um, aren't getting as many chances and we look a stronger outfit now with a stronger team to, to beat. And as you mentioned last season, you know, we went behind, you know, heads seemed to drop and there was no real uh, fight there. But now this season, uh, the confidence is sky high. Um, you know, the defenders are defending well. And, um, you know, we're, we're looking a real solid, real good team at the moment. Yeah, it's been, it's been, it's been dramatic, like, you know, and it's, it's taking a bit of time to get used to it, but long may continue. 
Indeed, yes. Kevin, you, Kevin, I would just ask you a question in relation to Dominic. Um, you obviously brought in Duncan Ferguson as a coach to start off his coaching career with Everton. I'm just wondering how you view Duncan Ferguson as a coach and what impact he would have had on, on Dominic's form at the moment. I mean, I have a big, um, a big um, insight into Calvin. Obviously, he's played that position. And when, when Duncan first joined Everton as a coach, he, I worked alongside, he worked alongside me as an under-18 coach. Um, and you could see his, uh, his knowledge, his desire. And um, I'm not surprised. And obviously, when he took over the caretaker role for those few games, it just shows the passion that, that he's got for Everton. And, you know, with Calvin Lewin, he's, he's scoring goals. I mean, Ancelotti has, has been quoted as just saying, stay between the, the, the posts, which is what you've got to do for a striker. And it's no coincidence that he's getting little tap-ins. He's getting, you know, headers from close range. He's looking a real strong uh, Graham Sharp, like Duncan Ferguson, like centre forward, and there's nothing like scoring goals for strikers. And when they're scoring goals, the confidence is sky high, and they don't believe they're going to miss. I think that's the main difference with Dom, especially after lockdown. He kind of he had to go looking for the ball rather than the ball coming to him. So I think the service he's getting now, Kev, is just it's it's on a different level, isn't it? Absolutely, because he knows the ball coming in the box with quality, and if he gets himself in the positions that he's getting himself in. He, he'll, have, he'll, he'll get chances and, you know, as I say, he's taking his chances, whether it be left foot, he's getting, you know, little deflections and, you know, some say lucky goals, but there's no such thing as a lucky goal because you, you've got to be in the right place at the right time and that's what he's doing. So, um, you know, it'll be down to Ancelotti, down to Duncan that um, his confidence is as high as it is. Just going back to Carlo Ancelotti, uh, I know we, we spoke about on a couple of podcasts that he, he likes a rigid 4-4-2, but like he's, his flexibility this season in the systems, it's good to see. Like he's mixing it up, like he's gone four three three, four three two one, mixing it around. It's the players that are available, and because they're quality players, they're able to adjust to the systems that he likes to play. It looks at the moment it's like a his his main team is four three three, which gets everybody in the team that you know the 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 first team I would say at the moment. The other players, the squad players that were regulars. Now they've got a fight on their hands, and there's nothing like competition for places. If players know they, you know, they can they're playing next week, then it just takes that little edge. So, um, you know, you've got to be looking over your shoulder. You've got to know that if you're not performing to a high level, then the manager's got other players to to use. So, um, you know, it's real. You're looking at the squad we've got now. We uh, we've nearly got two two players for each position, which is which is what you need. And um, you know, I'm sure in the, the further down the line, you'll bring new lads to the squad as well. Uh, just one thing, Kev, if you don't mind. Um, obviously, when you left the club, uh, Mr. Mashiri had come in and, and he went about uh, the director of football role. Uh, obviously, the first one that we brought in wasn't successful and now he has Marcel Brands in. How much uh, influence would Carlo Ancelotti, do you think, have over the incomings? Or is it, so, is it a 50-50 partnership, would you think? Um, without knowing the, you know, yeah, the course, yeah, yeah. of it, I would say Carlo would have a, a bigger say. He, he'd pinpoint the play, particularly having worked with um, James, particularly having worked with um, Alan. He knows him inside out. He knows what he, they bring to the team. So he, he, they'd be top of his list. Obviously, if he couldn't get them, then they, they'd be looking at other players. But they were able to bring those, those players in. And we've made some good additions again. Um, you know, so we've got a real strong, healthy squad now. Just, just on the on the squad, Kev, you, you spoke about the, the strength and depth that we seem to be kind of gaining all the time. 
But I suppose you have a lot of players there that aren't going to play. How hard is it to keep those, those guys happy knowing that they'll only be bit part and maybe play the odd cup game and things? Well, that, that's down to the, the individual player and his professionalism. Um, you know, we've, we've, over the years, you have to be honest, we have signed players that haven't uh, performed um, to what they should, should have done. And, you know, they've gone down the pecking order. Um, managers certainly don't close the door on players, but it's up to the players to react, to roll his sleeves up and start fighting and showing in training what they can do. And when they get the opportunity, um, you know, that they, they produce on the pitch competition for places and it's up to the players to, to really roll their sleeves up and fight for the, for, to get back into the squad, get into the team and when they get the opportunity, which they would do um, with the cup competitions, then it's up to them to show the manager what they can do. Just just on the competition for places, uh, kind of go, not a negative road, but like Jordan Pickford, there seems to be an issue with him. I don't, again, we, we spoke about it lots of times. I don't know whether it's confidence, whether it's arrogance. I, I, I just can't pinpoint what the problem is, but he definitely has trouble somewhere, hasn't he? He's, he's conceded goals as a player, goalkeeper for his quality. Uh, he shouldn't have. Um, mm. So... Um, you know, he's got to eradicate the mistakes. We've brought um, Robin Olsen in on loan, sort of thing, to, to put comp- give him competition, which we mentioned before. That's what you need to um, to get players on their toes. So, you know, we've got away with some of the goals he's conceded up to now, um, but certainly against the bigger teams and the, t- the closer games, we've got to be relying on him not to make those sort of basic errors and, and put the defenders under pressure. It was good, though, today. Uh, obviously, you played one of the best goalkeepers ever in my uh, opinion Kevin he came out today Big Nevin he defended uh, Jordan uh, saying that it's only a matter of time if he could put a run together and you know this this confidence will grow back and again he'll start for England I'm sure this week so um, I, I'm certainly not writing him off that's for sure and, and I've no doubt that within the club they'll be able to get the, the confidence back up and maybe also will push him and, and give him a bit of a, a, a battle let's say for that number one spot Indeed, I mean, uh, you know, he's a, he's proven he's a good goalkeeper. He's not England number one uh, choice, you know, if he wasn't a good keeper. Um, so he's just got to do, you know, day in in training, just work as hard as he can do. I mean, you mentioned Neville Southall; uh, he was the the hardest working professional I've ever trained with. You know, he he hated conceding goals, and he was, you know, making sure that every day he was the best that he could be. And I'm sure Jordan is training hard, and it's just maybe sometimes it's down to concentration at times. Um, but it's just, you know, he has to stop making these these silly errors. Um, as I say, we're getting away with it at the moment because the team's playing that well. But against the bigger teams, you know, the ones that it's going to be a tight game or one nilers, then you know he needs not to be making those errors. I wonder, Kevin, if I can just park the uh, bus for the first team for just one minute. Um, I, I take a, a good look at the particularly the youth level teams and, and the twenty threes, and uh, there's been some reports lately that possibly we hold we hold on to players a bit too long that they should have been put out on loan earlier age boys um, and that a lot of our players now are quite old for the 23 so just wouldn't had you any opinion on that itself um, well, it's, it's, it's up to obviously the, the the club and which players you know they want to go out on loan because I would suggest that they better go and play in first team football um, you look way right back to Seamus Coleman when he first signed for Everton um, he was a reserve player. Uh, he went on loan to Blackpool. 
um, and done really well. They came, he went to, uh, to Blackpool as a reserve player. He came back an Everton first team player. He got into the side more straight away, and it, and the the. the the jump from um, reserve team football sometimes to the Premier League is too high for some players. But if you go and play that quality football like Seamus did, then you know the, the gap's not that that much. And he was able to to get into the team and and obviously he had the great career that he's having at Everton. Yeah, um, obviously we have quite a number of young, very good uh, players at the twenty three level and. Um, Sims is obviously standing out at the moment. He he scored obviously an awful lot at the eighteen level. And he's he's reproducing that at the twenty threes. I think this young lad is only eighteen or nineteen. I was just wondering, could, would he be better off? I know just talk of possibly going out in January on loan. Do you think he'd be better off going out now or over the next couple of weeks? Would that be more beneficial to him? Or again, would it be down to Dave Unsworth and the rest of the the, the coaches there? They'd obviously see him day in day out. Yes, I mean it's an option, but you've got to make sure that. Um... You send the players to the the right club. I remember years ago, Ross Barkley went out on loan to Leeds United, and it was um it wasn't the right club for him at the time, um and it wasn't the right coaching squad that were there to help him, sort of thing. So you've got to be very careful. Um, if you do let the younger players go out on loan, um, then you know you've got to make sure that it's the right club and the, the quality of the football that they they try and play as well. So um, I'm sure you know the. The, the coaching staff at Everton are aware of this, you know, and you know whether it's best to keep them in the twenty fees or or get them out on loan. But it's got to be to the right club. Thanks, Kev. You mentioned you mentioned Seamus Coleman there, Kevin, just when you were speaking. Uh, how impressed would you ha- have you been with his form this season? Seems to be back to his best. He is. I mean, um, you know, Seamus gives his best. He had a, he had a uh, you know. A, Dip in form, should we say, a season, a couple of seasons ago. But he's a fighter, and that's what you know. The players, you know, when he's selected, he's going to give a hundred percent. You know, he, he, he's the captain, he's a leader, and he's, a, you know, he's had a fantastic, and he's still having a fantastic um, career at Everton. And that just sums him up, you know, that he's really hit the ground running. Um, you know, the performances he's put in, and um, you know, I'm sure he'd be, he'd be um, you know, uh, with Everton for quite a long time to come still. Yeah, for me, his leadership skills seem to have kind of gone up a level that he seems to be a lot more, I suppose, imposing or demanding and on the field as well, which is great to see. I think Ancelotti said that he's the, the best captain he's had. I'm sure I should have read somewhere. That's, um, you know, so that's praising itself, considering the, the clubs that, that he's managed and the, the players that he's had that have been captains. Yeah, big time. I think a great example was, was the match show today when um, Mina scored and the five lads are in the corner doing the Macarena. And Seamus comes over, come on, let's get out of there, yeah. get back in line. I mean, that's just, it's just his overall professionalism, Kev. It's just, it's great to see. And there's a steel there. Like, like a couple of years ago, he would have been like maybe quiet and not shy. But, but since he's got the armband, he's just a different player altogether, isn't he? He is, and you have to remember the, the horrendous injury that he had to overcome. Yeah. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of players would, would, you know, struggle to come back from that. So it just shows, again, it just enhances, you know, the, the, the grit, the determination and the quality that, that, he, that he's got. Yeah, it's class. Just on, on the new signings, Kev, uh, I think what, well, the standout one for me is James. I know you're revered as the best left foot ever to play for Everton but he's 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 something else isn't he? he's just a wand of a foot absolutely I mean it's um you know there's been players over the years that we brought with the left foot but uh, haven't really delivered 
Um, but certainly in the short period of time, um, you know, his his quality of his passing, um, you know, his vision, you know, he can he can play, he can slide rule balls through defenders. He can, you know, dink them over uh, defenders. Um, he can score goals. You know, he's clever. He he, he drifts. You know, he's got everything that um, a top top player you know wants. And you know, if we did get him on a free, it's got to be the absolute bargain of the century because you know he's just got so much and just gives so much to the team now. I think that the main thing for me about him was he just he doesn't run like he doesn't. There was one game there a couple of weeks ago. He had no sprints in in yeah. the in the whole game. But I think a player like that, he doesn't have to run. He just knows where to be at the right time. That's it. I mean, this, the stats are there sometimes, but, um, you know, the, the quality, you know, as you say, you don't need to be running around like a lunatic. You know, he just he save, saves his energy, gets in great positions. The players always look to give him the ball because they know something's going to happen. Uh, so sometimes, you know, a fresh player can produce those magic moments, which he's doing. So uh, long, may, long may it continue. Yeah, I, I think on, a, on him as well that, Given the influence that he's had on our start, that uh, defending our opposing team, they, they seem to be a little unsure how to play him, that they're standing off because they're afraid to jump in and I suppose maybe be left nearly with egg in their face because he'd make, a, he'd make an ass of them. <laughs> but um, yeah, he, he almost seems to be that good that he's making them kind of second guess everything. It's just the clever positions he, he picks up. He sort of drifts into positions where, uh, say, the left-back can't really come out and, and mark him, otherwise he leaves a big space in behind. So, you know, he's, he's just, you know, just keep moving and just moving into positions where it's difficult for defenders to come really tight. Um, if they do come out of position, then it leaves the space for Cam, Calvin Lewin, uh, for Richarlison to run into. So, you know, it's, 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 it's all about your, your starting positions. Um, but again, once he gets turned, then, you know, defenders don't like quality players like him running at them. So, you know, he's, 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 he's got everything. He's got the experience that goes with it now. And, um, you know, he's a handful for any, any defence. Were, were you surprised yourself with how, with how rapid, I suppose, that the, the team seemed to click? I think everyone was. I think I, I was concerned that, you know, leading up to before these players came in, that the, the squad we had really, you know, looked like we might struggle this season. But certainly the, those, those, those players that we've signed... Uh, alongside the the other players getting confidence off them, and all of a sudden now we're seeing different players than we have, you know, for, over the last few years. And uh, Digny's always been, you know, good left foot to me, you know, um, and the centre backs, you know, they seem to have a bit more uh, confidence in what's going on now. So you know, you put that in every player confidence, then you, it's a different team, and that's what we're seeing now. Yeah, it's amazing what confidence can do to a team, and, and, and obviously looking forward to. The Merseyside Derby and Saturday week, uh, we should be riding high going into that game. Given they got trounced in our villa, um, let's hope we can uh, we can get a victory this time against them. I, I, I hope anyway. Indeed, I mean um, you know no good to see that result that Liverpool got you know, but that that might you know was a one off. I would say suggest so. Um, you know we'll go into the. Derby with a lot more confidence than we have done in previous seasons. Uh, we're going in there with the, the the players knowing that if they perform, we've got a great chance of beating Liverpool. Um, Liverpool will be stung, you know. They've had this international week now, so everyone will have had time, and then they'll come back, and you know they'll be they'll be fired up. But we've certainly got to be going into the game full of confidence now. Uh, hopefully, you know the, the few knocks that we had, everyone's a hundred percent fit, and and um, Carlo can pick, you know, his strongest team. Uh, just on uh, another one, the new signings, Kev uh, Alan. Uh, I think I 
I've said it a couple of times. I think it's the closest we've got to someone like Reedy in a long, long time. A player like that who can who can break up the ball, break up play, run around, kick lumps out players if you want. I know you can't really get away with it in this day yeah. and age, but I think he's the closest we've come to Reedy. Absolutely, you know he's in the right positions. You know he's an experienced player, uh, but he always gets himself in the right positions defensively. And as you say, you know when he's got a chance of winning the ball, he wins the ball, um, and and Pat plays it easy and just gets about the pitch real easy. And um, you know we haven't had a player like that, as you say, maybe Reedy's the nearest Paul Bracewell. Uh, so when you've got a player, you know, mentioned in the same breath as those two lads, then you know he's he's a top player. And, you know, just as I say, I said before, it gives protection to the two centre-backs and the back four. So they know, you know, teams aren't just going to be running at us. They've got, they've got to get past the midfield first. So I think that's a huge difference in, in our performances this season. Michael Keane seems to have stepped up quite a bit uh, post-lockdown, uh, Kev. Um, he seems to have become a bit of a leader there in the back four along with Seamus. Uh, that can only be seen as a positive, can't it? Absolutely. I mean, you know, um, as I said before, you know, previous seasons, you know, he's come in as a big club, a big move for him. And, you know, it takes time for players to settle down. But certainly the start he's made this season is, is as good as what, you know, is the best he's played for Everton. And again, as I keep saying, it's, it's confidence. You know, he's looking at who's alongside him. He's got Seamus, uh, Mina, um, you know, and then he's got the protection in front. So, you know, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a totally different player. Yeah, for me, I suppose, sorry, I suppose we've kind of spoke about a lot, the new guys a lot, but for me, one of the more influential or the most influential would be Richardson, who seems to be kind of a week in, week out, you know, his, his work rate is up and he seems to be involved in absolutely everything we do. Um, what, what, what's your thoughts on him? Well, he's, he's enjoying playing in, in the team that he knows is going to create chances. Um, and you've got the, the, the front three um, that's going to cause, you know, defenders a lot of problems you know they've not just got one player to look after there's three so uh, with the movements with the work rate and the quality they've got they're going to be you know defenders aren't going to enjoy playing against them so you know it's, it's, it's again it's a new lease of life for, for Richarlison because he's got these quality players coming into the team he knows they're going to create chances he knows he's going to get chances and he's, he's a natural goal scorer as well so you know you're not reliant on Calvin Lewin just for the goals you know you've got three Three players there that can, that can score. Um, you're looking at uh, Michael Keane. He's a, he's a dangerous set player, so I think he needs to add a few more goals to his game. He's got he's got uh, one or two this this season. So if we can get himself, you know, eight or nine goals, then you know, it just takes the pressure off the other the other players. I think that's a great point. That, uh, we need to take goals from from uh, other areas because, especially after lockdown, Dom was the only one really. Uh, well, I suppose Richardson, but there was no goals coming from midfield whatsoever. So I think that's that's where we need to up our game. That's it. If you're going to be successful, whether it be in cups or whether it be in the league, you've got to score, you know, enough goals. And you know, the more players in the team that you've got that can score goals, then um, you know, the the better it is. So we, we've got with Carlison and. Um, Calvin Lewin, I know Ancelotti said, you know, he's expecting 20 goals each off them. And that's, you know, they should, you know, with the, with the, with the players that we've got. So it, it doesn't put pressure on them. It's just saying, well, come on, you've got the players that can create now. You get into those goal-scoring positions and, and score goals. Yeah, I just wondered uh, what would constitute a good season, um, do you reckon, for Everton? A cup win and a good position in the league or... 
Well, it's it's early days yet, but yeah, of course, yeah. Ex, but expectations of, of of rocketed, you know, with the performances that we put in up to now, and the you know the the so-called top four teams, you know, they they've not hit the ground running as such. So you know, we we can continue this and, and get the points in the bag. Then you know, we we can go, we can look possibly for a top six place uh, with the form that we're showing now. Um, and the key uh, key thing is that we don't get injuries to our key players then there's no reason why we can't get into the top six. You've seen the, the teams that are expected to get there this season, and I don't think we've got anything to fear now with what we, with what with the players that we've got, the squad that we've got. And as I say, providing we don't get injuries to key players, then I would, I would expect us to be up there challenging to get in the top six. Yeah, hopefully. hopefully I, I just, again, we, we said before, I just love a cup win. Just to, mm. just to, just to oh, get yeah. that monkey off the back, really, just to get it. Okay, can we move on to the, the Ireland setup? Uh, I know it's early days uh, in the Stephen Kenny regime, but I've just a feeling that it's a bit of a jump from League of Ireland straight into international football. I don't know what you think yourself. Um, it, it is a massive jump, uh, to be fair. I mean, you look at the Mick McCarthy, the experience he's had, you know, he's managed, you know, uh, teams and he's had success with them, um, you know, and all the managers before. I think probably. The, the last time we did this was probably Steve Stanton. You know, we didn't really have a, a, a managerial, a uh, lot of managerial experience behind him. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's he's obviously, you know, changed the squads. He's brought a few younger players in. Um, and the key thing now is is to get results. You know, it's, it's a massive game on, on Thursday. Uh, it's sort of not when it takes all, because obviously if we beat them, we've got to play another game. But um, it's, it's a massive game, one of Ireland's biggest games for, for a long time. So, um, you know... Hopefully, you know the, the the players that have got the niggly injuries are okay, and he can put out you know the strongest team available to him. Yeah, do you think it's kind of an, an, kind of a transition period, if you want? Because like we're struggling for there's no real star players in there. Indeed, yes. I mean, you know, the the players are actually up for the game. It's going to be a tough game, but um, you know, it, and it's in games like these that you you play start to stand out. So you know, you, you need certain players to to perform to the the highest level that they can. Um, and it is, you know, early days in in his, his career. Um, we've you know played two, lost, got beat one, and and drew the other. Um, so yeah, so it's 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 a massive game. So you know, you can't really judge him. Early, you know, in, in the first, you know, few games, you know, you just got to give him time and uh, and see what uh, you know the, the impact he can have. Yeah, he, um, I think he's actually come in. Maybe there is a, a quite a transitional uh, team, let's say, given that he's trying to introduce the younger lads and try and mix them in with the more experienced. But hopefully, things go go well for Zantorzi and we can come away with a, a victory and then on to possibly Northern Ireland. Then, but um, as a manager. I was just wondering, um, he, he's managed in the League of Ireland, obviously. The players, say, from the UK or from the English leagues, leagues would they respect him as such uh, being, like, they probably didn't know about Stephen Kenny prior to his uh, getting the job, Kev, do you think? Or, like, what happens to, would, a, would a player, does he get in contact with the players, if you know what I mean, uh, when he gets the job? Is that what happens? Um, he, he would speak to the players, yeah, to see what, yeah. Um, you know, to give them his ideas, you know, and, you, and just generally make contact with the players. Um, obviously, any, once, you, once you're playing for Ireland, you, you, you play for Ireland, so it doesn't matter who, who the manager is. Um, but certainly, you know, he'll earn the respect of the players. I mean, um, you know, as you say, he's, he's not had 
massive experience, you know. So, but all of a sudden you start winning games, and then, as I said before, uh, there's just confidence. So the players will, will believe in him, um, and the manager, you know, will, will step up to the mark. And I'm sure that uh, for you know, in the near future, you know, we'll start to get some results. I, t- I think the main area where we we struggled, uh, especially since Robbie Keane retired, is uh, strikers. Uh, like the the main two strikers, I suppose he has now, will be McGoldrick and Aaron Connolly. They're not really prolific, are they? Um, not really, no. And it does. I mean, you you, you mentioned Robbie Keane before. You know, you look at the, the goals that he scored. Um, you know, it's a massive, massive difference when you lose a player that can get those many goals for you. Um, but it, now it's, it's down to those, you know, the, the strikers to start, you know, putting him, getting themselves in positions, and uh, it's up to the other team teammates to create the, the opportunities for them, and then they've got to start taking those chances. So, um, you know, it'll be an interesting game on Thursday, but um, you know, it's not one that we, it's one that we can win, and uh, it would be a great result and a great morale boost to, if we could get the result there. Yeah, just on the striker options, I know uh, we've been, I don't, well, if you believe media reports, we've been sniffing around Patrick Bamford, but he doesn't seem to be biting at all to come. Yeah, I mean, he's he's, uh, he's, he's hit the ground running with Leeds, you know, and, mm. and he's a goal scorer. Um, so, yeah, it'd be, it'd be great if he did um, elect us. He's only just really hit the ground running sort of thing, so we'd probably... Um, not sure what he, what he wants to do, but hopefully, you know, um, he, he would he would elect to play for us, and uh, you know that's what that's what we're missing. Somebody who, who can put the ball in the back of the net with the, with the quality that he's got. Okay, Kev. Listen, thanks very much for joining us today. Uh, thanks very much, Kevin. Really okay, pleasure to talk well, to you. Hopefully, we'll have you back on sometime soon. We'll be talking about lifting the cup somewhere. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it'd be great. I mean, a good start, but I mean. The cup, but you know the way we're playing. There's no reason why we can't, you know, stay up, stay up in the top of the table at the yeah, yeah. top, top bits. Yeah. yeah. Um, just before you go, if you don't mind, one last question. Um, we hope to be moving into uh, a new stadium shortly. I was just wondering, will you miss the old lady? Which is Lansdowne to me. <laughs> no, yeah, no, yeah. Goodison. <laughs> oh, Goodison. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yes and no. I mean, obviously, he's got so like like Lansdowne, for instance, whatever. So many great memories there. But yeah, you I mean when we were qualifying for the World Cup, the European Championship, it had only held about forty-two thousand Lansdowne. Um, you could have sold it two twice over easily. So you know, and you, you know, you've got your kids coming to the games and all this. And you've got to have a, a the stadium. And and yeah, I'm I'm not traditionalist, but you've got to move on. Uh, and it will be. And as I've always said, as long as we've got a good team. When we go to the new stadium, that's the main thing. Because you look at some of the clubs over the years, like Sunderland, great stadium, but didn't have a team. And, and look where they are now. Uh, Southampton, it took them a while for moving from the Dell to their new stadium. Uh, West Ham, the same with them. You know, so you've got to make sure that uh, you've got a you've got a good team. I said that to Joe Anderson a while ago. I said, don't give the okay for it until we've got a team that's able to <laughs> play in it. <laughs> so, uh, I think that that's the. The worry that we move into a super shiny big stadium and like you said, similar to the likes of West Ham, we, we don't do it on the pitch, so I think it has to be it has to be done right. No oh, indeed, because it's not your home it's not your home stadium, it's a leveler for teams that are coming there when you first move there because it's like it's the same for them as it is for you. Whereas Goodison 
uh, teams didn't like coming here because the intimidation atmosphere. So I'm sure if you've got a team with to perform, the atmosphere will be will be just as good there. Yeah, absolutely. Fingers crossed. Absolutely. Right, right. Kev, listen, thanks very much. Thanks Talk very to you again soon, Pat. No problem. Come. Take care. Bye Take bye. care. Bye. See ya. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.